0: $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The opinion line on Corks 96 FM.
1: This RTÉ investigates program last night was deeply deeply disturbing. If you watched it, I'm sure you were uh I suppose flabbergasted by the findings. And uh, the undercover sting carried out by RTE Investigates shows face-to-face interactions between landlords and what they believe is a vulnerable Brazilian student who arrived in Ireland eight months ago. She is, in fact, uh, an undercover researcher for the program, And in this special episode aired last night, this undercover researcher contacts would-be landlords who have advertised and are offering sex for rent agreements on online property websites. The journalist who used different aliases made sure to emphasize how precarious her situation was, telling landlords that she had recently lost her job as an au pair and was sleeping on a friend's couch at a crowded house in Dublin. One of the first ads the journalist replied to, was from a man in his 30s in the Munster area. His ad had a fake picture of a bedroom, no price listed. Before meeting for coffee to discuss the rental agreement, the man sent a string of very explicit messages that made his intentions quite clear to this young woman. Supposedly, uh, a foreign student... Uh, basically sleeping on a friend's couch at a crowded house in Dublin and uh, I think you'll find the next 45 minutes to be absolutely shocking stuff because we're going to discuss this. But first of all, this is the promo from the RTE Investigates Sex for Rent expose last night. Will you send me a picture so I
2: know what you look like. Over the last few months I've gone undercover for r to investigate to meet landlords taking advantage of the housing crisis by putting up ads online, looking for sex in exchange for accommodation. Sex, mind a
1: little bit of fun. It's pure exploitation, it's not, it's not in any way a deal between equals.
2: I've seen firsthand how some people are trying to exploit the crisis in the rental market for their own sexual gratification. Or
0: to take this straight away. Kind
3: of, yeah, because I'm getting rid of someone out of the house.
2: (laughs) And how vulnerable people can be targeted. Predators
4: look for opportunities and this housing crisis is an opportunity.
2: Tonight we will review what it was like to come face to face with the people posting sex for rent odds. You are expecting more sex.
0: It's actually starting
3: to sound really, really bad when you say it out loud.
1: I, as I mentioned, I watched it. I didn't get a chance to watch it last night. So I switched on the PC this morning and watched it on the RTE player. and. To be honest with you, it put me off having my breakfast. So I came to work hungry because I just felt sick after watching it. I highly recommend you watch it. Whether you're a student, whether you're a parent, whether you're a concerned individual who just knows more about this perhaps than most people, and you're probably wondering is it actually true? Am I hearing stuff right? Is this accurate? Uh, Well, from this particular uh, RTE programme last night, it seems to be a lot more common than many people thought. Dr. Caroline West is a sex educator and relationship columnist for the Irish Independent, and she joins me now. Good morning, Caroline.
5: Good morning, Gareth. How are you?
1: I'm fine. I'm still shaking because when I watched it, it was still dark at five o'clock this morning when I was sitting at home watching it on the the, the, the PC. And it it kind of felt like an otherworldly experience to be watching this this. On, on on Irish television um, now I, I know there were talks many many years ago there were all sorts of rumours that during the Celtic Tiger brothels existed in many uh, you know apartment blocks all over the country because money was not a, a, an object and, and uh, it, it was becoming something that the Guardy were very worried about but this is equally awful isn't it?
5: Yeah, and unfortunately not new either. Uh, You know, it has been going on for a long time, unfortunately. And it's just really, you know, as I said in the program, just pure exploitation of someone who's extremely vulnerable and will be vulnerable in that situation. So they'll continue to be vulnerable because their accommodation isn't stable because it's all based on the contingency of having to have sex with this man whenever he wants to, however he wants to, or else you'll be made homeless again. So, you know, it really taken advantage of vulnerable people
1: there was no talk of uh, of tenancy contracts uh it was simply just uh, in return for a bed and for possibly some housekeeping duties that you could do around our house or our apartment Um, i can have sex with you and that's the agreement Uh, there was no clear indication that there would be any form of long-term accommodation guaranteed Um, it was pure exploitation wasn't it
5: Absolutely yeah and if you don't have stable accommodation you know it makes a lot of other things very vulnerable in themselves you know you don't know um, if you can take a job because you don't know if you're going to be in that accommodation long term or just trying to plan or save money I mean you know if somebody's saying they're unemployed and in that particular situation you know that landlord knows they have no money to get away they've no money for a deposit for a new place you know and they don't have a job to save up so you know it is really kind of finding some of the most vulnerable people in our society. And especially if it's a migrant, you know, they might not have as much English or be aware that there are t- um, tenants rights and, you know, the thresholds and, you know, support services for them. So, you know, it it, it really is just just preying on people, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Just to, for those who haven't seen it, the undercover researcher, uh, she, if it, if the whole program begins with the, the makeup procedure. She undergoes a, a serious makeover. She has a wig put in place. She looks pretty different to how she would in real life, which is obviously because of the work she's about to do. But she goes on to a couple of these websites and she's looking specifically for accommodation Now, she's not looking for sex for rent. She's looking for genuine accommodation. Uh, She sees accommodation on a couple of these websites and obviously applies to be considered for it. And almost immediately, uh, she receives a number of replies from landlords. Uh, For example, one of the first ads, as I mentioned, uh, was a man in his 30s in Munster. Uh, There was a fake picture of a bedroom on the advertisement, no price listed. Uh, Before meeting for coffee to discuss the rental agreement, the man sent a string of explicit messages that made his intentions clear. He texted her, uh, quote unquote, we could do something, I suppose, just all depends what you're up for. I wouldn't mind a little bit of fun. Now, when the researcher says, so a bit of, do you mean sex? The landlord replies immediately, yeah. Further messages sent before their initial meetup read Will you be wearing something revealing? And I want to see how hot you are. Can you give me a hand job after in my car? Uh, it's just.
5: Unreal. it's just gross yeah <laughs> to be honest gross. like there's no there's no defending that there and i hope that those people are really kind of looking back on themselves after maybe seeing the the program and reflecting on their behavior and thinking is this really the kind of person that i want to be to be preying on people who are most likely in a crisis and in a vulnerable situation like that that's just it's just disgusting to be honest
1: then there was the couple from the midlands. Um, the 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 man instigated the procedure, saying that uh, he and his wife wanted to meet up. And wanted to offer accommodation in their house. It wasn't an apartment. They wanted this young woman. She she told them that she was in her mid-twenties. That she was Brazilian. That she was a student. And she needed accommodation. The man then offered her accommodation in the house. He said, you've the run of the house. You'll have your own bedroom. Uh, maybe a little bit of housekeeping. Mopping the floors. And then he, she said, and how much will that cost? He said, well, it will it will require more. So you will sleep with me, you will live with me, you'll eat with me. And she said, and what about your partner? And he said, she'd like a bit of the action too. This is like something from a a film, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it, it's kind of people living in fantasy land that they think they can essentially just buy a sex slave for their house, really, because that, that's essentially what it is. You know, it's someone to come in and do your hoovering and also give you a hand job at the same time, like the, like the other guy was saying. So, you know, in, in that case with the wife, I'd wonder, you know, about if there's already existing domestic violence there in the relationship and the wife maybe has to go along with this situation, because obviously the people doing this, are, they're very controlling people and, and they see no issue with it would take an advantage of people. There is a power dynamic inherent. Like this is a, a form of sexual violence. So if someone is completely okay with that, you don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. You don't know how they're treating um their their partner that they have there. Not to not to absolve the woman there from any kind of blame. You know, I don't know what's going on in that situation. But, you know, coercive control it, you know is a is a factor there and if someone is comfortable with violence they might be comfortable with other forms of violence too so it it just reads like yeah like some really awful um film from the 1980s like it's not realistic um and you know really really problematic so there does need to be some form of looking at how we can protect those vulnerable people you know obviously we have the definition of consent from the 2017 law that consent has to be freely given but obviously in this particular situation there might seem to be a little bit of a gap but we also don't know the full scale of this too because if they're targeting young vulnerable people they might know you know that you can go and get support for this or you know they they might be illegal migrants so they might feel like I actually can't go to the guards about this, so which those people know um, and use to their advantage too. So we actually don't really know the full scale of what's going on at the moment. We do know Ireland has a really astonishingly high rate of sexual violence, so it's no surprise that this exists. It's just about how do we actually protect people from this and put in places, um, put in place, you know, measures for renters. Like you know, we obviously have a housing crisis, and this is part of it. But exploited of people will look to find any kind of loophole they can so you know how do we move forward as a society where something like this is not okay and I think the response to the show has shown that most people are really quite disgusted by this behavior so I do hope those people wake up today and they have to listen to their neighbors talking about it or you know like people in work talking about it and I hope they hear like those responses and maybe take them on board and reflect on their behavior.
1: Just to uh, to clarify, these these conversations didn't just take place over the phone. These conversations were videoed by the um, the undercover RT investigates team. So the, the the offenders, if that's what you want to call them, because that's clearly where they are, uh, the predators. Their faces are pixelated and shadowed, but uh, on the real film, uh, they have been recorded as though their uh, they, they, their faces are recorded. So. I'm, I'm wondering, see, there's no legislation here. There's no explicit legislation. As the psychiatric social worker, Kieran McGrath, said during the, the programme last night, um, the Minister for Justice has come back and said that the, 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 the individual and group that would research this and would look into it and try to draft legislation around it just don't have the time to do that this is extraordinary to turn around and say it's not going to happen we will not have explicit laws that will govern this whole area and will stop it in its tracks
5: yeah, I mean, it can be definitely very frustrating working in the area of sexual violence and hearing things like that. But, you know, on the other side of things, you know, we do have laws against rape. We mm. have laws against murder. We have laws against assault. And that doesn't stop people. So, you know, we more so need the cultural change of, you know, getting people to, to look at this and go, I don't want to be like that. I want to stand up when I hear stories of it. So I'm really glad to see the backlash because, you know, those people who operate like this, if they never hear any challenges, they might think their behavior is okay or they might feel that they're getting away from it. So what we do need to do is move to a culture where this is completely not acceptable. It doesn't matter if it's illegal or not, it's just something that no good person would even think of doing. Um and people would call it out if they see it going. So that cultural change needs to come into place where sexual violence is not just normalized, because that's where we have it in Ireland at the moment. It's so widespread, it's so common. We still have victim blaming, you know, we still have you know there's still going to be people looking at this program and saying well those women they knew what they were signing up to you know and then that kind of education piece really needs to come into this and look at those power and and the nuances around this so you know cultural change along with legislative change is is where we need to be so if we can do both you know obviously we're not going to have a a society that's completely free of sexual violence but it is important to try to work towards that and understand that sexual violence is many things it's not just rape it is situation like this. It is situations where, you know, you might say you consent but you're you're consenting because you're afraid of what happens if you say no.
1: Yeah. It's, or a, you're it's afraid a form, to, of, it's it's a form no. of coercive consent, isn't it? You're, you're being forced into consenting. Absolutely.
5: Yeah, like if you say no to this landlord, are they going to kick you out the next day? Mm -hmm. So of course you're going to say yes, So because you you need to survive. So, you know, that's not true consent. So we do need to make sure that like as a society, like we do understand this. So I am grateful for this program to come along to provide that talking point in society and reflect on a lot more about, you know, like what does sexual violence actually look like? And that helps victims come forward. There might be people who've watched the program now and said, oh, that's actually happened to me you know, I didn't think I could name that. And, and there are support services out there. You can always talk to your local rape crisis centre. um. You know, there is support out there for victims of all genders, of all yeah. sexualities, of all orientations. So, yeah, it, it's just pretty depressing as, as these stories go, you know, but perhaps this is, you know, an opportunity to really look at this issue and think what can we do as a society to change it and, and to look at poverty and to think, well, why are people in this situation in the first place? You know, we shouldn't have people being so vulnerable um, to, you know, not be homeless. We have 12,000 homeless people in Ireland, you know, and we shouldn't be in that situation of having children growing up in homeless services because they grow up to be vulnerable themselves and they might grow up to be part of the adult homeless service. So this, this is all kind of very... It's like a spider web, you know, of, of being connected. Um, you know, there, there's a lot to tackle with everything else. But, we, you know, we can tackle this. It's just going to be a slow process of cultural change along with our legislation coming in, um, you know, and, and educating people on what sexual violence is and how we can challenge it.
1: And it's worth mentioning as well in relation to the number of homeless people at the moment, 12,000, as you say. Uh, there are approximately 600 Uh, rental accommodation units available to rent in Ireland at the moment. Like that's extraordinary. So when you think of this young woman, in reality, the choice is either sleep on a park bench or in a cardboard box, or have sex with the landlord, and there's a possibility that she might have a warm bed and food on the table for her. But that effectively, some people listening to this might say, what's wrong with that? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. It's actually rape it's 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 coercive consent in other words this individual is being forced beyond her means to accept sex in you know in return for a warm bed and a roof over her head isn't that the bottom line
5: yeah absolutely, absolutely. we would see this in domestic violence services a lot when i worked in the services that people would say they were afraid to say no to sex so they they you know they felt confused because they're like well i did say yes but you think about it and it's like it's not a true yes because you're saying yes because you're afraid of, of what he'll do to you if you say no so that's not true consent you know true consent is freely given and it's ongoing you know it's mutual it's both parties parties wanting to go yes I really want to have sex because I really want to fancy you or um, you know uh, like they're really really into it and that obviously isn't the case in this situation so if it's not freely given and you're afraid to say no because of the consequences then it's not consent yeah. um, so yeah. you know like we need to get beyond the consent means yes and or no because that yes is not always a genuine yes and in in cases like this so you know we 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 can tend to harm victims then because they might come away from that and think well I said yes so it's not really rape it's mm-hmm. not really sexual violence because I said yes and that's where we need to educate people that you know that's okay you know there's no judgment for you for surviving in that situation but it is sexual violence you know and your yes didn't impa- didn't change that it's still sexual violence so those people you know if you're in someone's home and they're like well I, I want sex tonight and you're not feeling like it and you don't want to or you're scared and you still feel like you have to have sex that's it's that's not consensual sex
1: caroline thank you for joining us this morning <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, Gareth. Thank you. That's Dr Caroline West their sex educator and relationship columnist for the Irish Independent. We have to give credit to Cork journalist Anne Murphy, formerly of The Echo, and now with the Irish Examiner, who first exposed the Sex for Rent story two years ago. She did some incredibly amazing work on the story, so thank you, Anne. Now, Mary Crilly is director at the Rape Crisis Sexual Violence Centre. Mary, good morning.
4: Morning, and I'm glad you mentioned Dan. I was going to mention her because I know she's been investigating it since 2019, you know, and has a, has had numerous amazing articles on it, this isn't a new phenomenon, that's one thing I'd like to say, like I'm in the centre for 40 years and I would have come across it, you know, at different stages over the years in different kind of ways, you know, where women might have been already established in an apartments and couldn't pay rent or flats as we called it then, and the landlord would say, well, give me something else, so it's... It is happening. It's exploitation, it's sexual abuse, and it's happening. And one thing I would like to say, I mean, I agree with quite a lot of Caroline said, but the idea of these guys reflecting um, about what they did is ridiculous. I mean, I wish every time I was in court with someone or every time I'd see a perpetrator that they'd reflect about their behavior, but they rarely do because they feel so entitled. And I think what really struck me last night was the whole thing about the guys kind of making out to be kind of, this isn't any harm, this is just uh, a bit of fun, this won't do you any harm. And I'm a really nice guy, but come out to the car at me first for a while and let's, you know, in other words, let's test you out because that's what going to the car was about. It's very blatant is very consistent and these guys is not their first time out.
1: Mary one of the many things that shocked me to the core when I was watching this this morning was how brazen these men are as you say that they actually sat in full view of busy coffee shops and restaurants with one of them had a pint of lager in front of him, Uh, a couple of them had takeaway coffees casually dressed in t-shirts and jeans sitting there with their arms on the table looking across at this young Brazilian woman who was masquerading I think as Anna at this particular point. Uh, She said that she was in her mid-twenties that she had been sleeping on a friend's couch in Dublin and that she was looking for accommodation and obviously money was you know negotiable in that she didn't have very much money but listening to the man, obviously his face was pixelated so you couldn't recognise him but listening to his cockiness and the, the, just the brazen, verbose attitude of him—almost every time he ended a sentence, he laughed. It was just disgusting. And that's what I mean
4: about the whole. That's what I mean about the whole entitlement, you know. And I mean it is about sexual abuse. And clearly showed it last night, is about power and control. Now, there is legislation in place, you know, where men can't go in or they shouldn't be able to go in and buy a woman for a sex exploitation or for sex or buy a young man or buy anybody and there's no reason why that legislation couldn't be used in these cases. I think the government is just dragging their feet on it because, you know, we can't turn around and say, oh my goodness, we just heard about this last night, as Anne Murphy and others would have um, exposed it over the years. And You know, the idea of, I think the way you're looking at this is really good because it's really straightforward and it's really clear. It's not like, will these guys reflect on it? They will not reflect on it. They know exactly what they're doing and they'll kind of say, sure, I was just doing to help her out and what harm?
1: If if legislation were to be introduced, um, do you think these individuals might be aware of a loophole that they might look for if their case was brought to court before a judge?
4: They might, but I think any time legislation comes in, whether it's legislation recently about stalking, I'm not trying to go off the point, or other kind of legislation, people do complain then, they do come up and say something, because they know they have some kind of control, some kind of power, something behind them, because, I mean, the reality is um, the interviewer was clued in she had support she had somebody behind her She was able to go back to her researchers or the program and say this was awful and because i'm sure there must be times where she felt awful but really pick a really desperate vulnerable young person on their own in this country you know trying to learn the language trying to learn things and just how raw and degraded they must feel i mean it is total looking at a human being and degrading them but treating it as if i could be your best friend i only want you know, to sleep with you a couple of times a week and sure, you'll have a great time with me. All mm. that kind of stuff where nothing about how degraded that person would feel, you know, if any of this was done to them or any of this happened. This I- is nothing to do with consent. This is power and control.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was also interesting that uh, two of the individuals who were offering accommodation in return for sexual favours were looking for young, young Ukrainian women. So you're picking on possibly the most vulnerable of the vulnerable.
4: And you are looking for young. I mean, I imagine if somebody was, you know, 18 or looked 18 or 19, all the better. And it must look um, suspicious. Some people are these... Guys portray themselves as kind of, she's a student and I'm doing her a great favor, just giving her a room and she's doing a bit of cleaning and a bit of ironing for me. Like we all need to kind of watch out for these young people because they are so vulnerable. If that was one of our daughters, son son's going to a strange place and they might kind of write back home or the families might be here. And I would say, I found it.
2: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom.
0: Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com
4: accommodation and then that's a sense of relief for the families. But they're not going to say, um, and this is what I had to do for it. And women we have met over the years, young women, have said they were afraid to say it because they felt so degraded. They felt it was their fault. They felt they put themselves in the position of it. Um or they just didn't know what to do. They just felt so helpless. So I think Irish people don't like this behaviour. Irish people hate injustice. So I'm glad it was exposed to a new Generation, or that we see it now in a different kind of way, and I just hope we all act on it.
1: One of the points uh, that the young undercover researcher made last night was that, from from her experience of going undercover on this particular mission, one thing became evident to her, and that was that she there was no guarantee whatsoever that there was actually any form of rented accommodation available. That what appeared to be particularly with the Midlands couple was that they were inviting a young girl into their home to live.
4: And she didn't know for how long, and I mean, if you think about it, if a couple wants somebody in their home, if they want to experiment with somebody, I'm sure there's plenty of willing people out there who, you know, would be okay to do it, but to exploit a young girl and decide where, when and how is a just obscene, and it's so wrong, and there's power and control, and... I hope people call them out. I really do hope they're all named and shamed because the behavior, as you say, blatantly in a coffee shop, having a drink or having a coffee, saying, you know, come on, this will be okay and I won't force you, but let's go to the car first. And um it was really obvious where they were. They were making the laws. They were making the rules. And it sh- legislation should be in place to protect people in some kind of way.
1: I'm talking to Mary Crilly, director of the Rape Crisis Sexual Violence Centre in relation to RT Investigates last night. Mary, I'm curious, having watched it this morning, uh, do you think this would give other men ideas?
4: I think other men have ideas. See, I think the majority of men are good men. The majority of men who are, you know, renting houses that kind of stuff are there just to get the rent and hope they won't have hassle with um, tenants and just, you know, want an easy life. But it's like men who abuse children and men who abuse adults. They will do it at a certain small percentage who will be consistent about doing it. Um, I think the majority of men fall through in this, not at all. But the ones who are doing it, we all need to be realistic and know that they're consistent and deliberate and they know exactly what they're doing, is not kind of, um, as somebody said on the programme last night, I haven't done this before, I wouldn't believe that for a second.
1: Well, certainly one of the individuals, I think he was I think he was the man in his mid to late 50s, and uh, he put the young lady into a situation where he, he wanted a fast decision made very, very quickly, because he said, I have another woman who's 48 and I have another woman who's 24, uh and if you're not interested i'll go back to the two of them but you're pretty
4: Exactly, he wanted the young, the young woman who could he could exploit because and he give more power and control over them, who probably would say nothing, and he could do whatever he wanted. And even this attitude of what do you want, and a lot of them would say they just want a straight kind of sex. Um, I don't believe that either. I think once they get somebody under their control, they exploit them and degrade them in whatever
1: way they can. And one of the men said, uh, when she said, "Is it just housekeeping you want me to do?" The man said to her, "Naked housekeeping." and perhaps whatever follows that. It's
4: it's just just blatant. It's disgusting. It it is, and that's what I mean about, you know, the men that we might see in court are the perpetrators are the women, like I'm 40 years in the centre and we've seen so many over the years it's the same pattern of somebody who feels so entitled uh, but the problem is with these guys is neighbours won't believe it and other people don't believe it unless they see it because these guys don't just groom the victims they groom everybody around them that they think oh my god they couldn't possibly do this they're really nice guys, they're just being really helpful and that kind of thing so for reasons like that you know, people might take a second look and who's kind of living near them and, you know, question it and challenge it and check it out because we all need to take care of the vulnerable in one way or another.
1: Okay, Mary, uh, it's good to talk to you this morning and thank you for joining us. Uh, Mary Crilly there. Thank Thank you. You. Mary is director at the Rape Crisis Sexual Violence Centre. Amanda says that young lady seemed extremely vulnerable last night. What would have happened if that individual had followed her after she had said, and I want nothing more to do with this. Well, I, I did notice during the documentary, during the investigation program, that it was made quite clear her by her that she had security literally at the next table if anything went wrong. So they were willing to intervene and prepared to stop anything that might have gone wrong. Um, she wasn't wearing a camera. The camera was being worn by somebody sitting close by just in case one of the individuals that she was talking to Uh, had reached out and said, is that a camera? And and that's my understanding of it. But she was perfectly safe. And uh, her safety was paramount and a priority for the producers of the programme itself. If you've been affected by anything that you've been listening to or you might have heard uh, since nine o'clock this morning, and we are going to continue this, uh, please go to the website www.sexualviolence.ie and there's a free phone number. It's 1800 496. 496. I've been talking since 9 o'clock this morning about this astonishing um, and very brave RTE Investigates programme last night on RTE 1, an undercover sting carried out by the team showing face-to-face interactions between landlords and what they believe is a vulnerable young Brazilian student in her mid-twenties who arrived in Ireland eight months ago. She was the undercover researcher. Uh, She was well protected, her safety paramount and priority to the team, but it made for unbelievable viewing and I've got uh, RT Investigate supporter Eva Hegarty who was very much at the center of putting the program together last night Eva good to talk to you Good morning, Gareth. I I mentioned earlier, I watched it on the RTE player this morning. And can I just mention to people, this is probably the greatest invention since sliced bread, if you enjoy some of the great programs that RTE makes, but particularly programs like this. I couldn't watch it last night, so I could watch it when I got up at about half five this morning. It was nauseating. I, I, I know it was going on, but to see it firsthand was just sickening.
2: Yeah, and I suppose some form of the sex-for-rent phenomenon has always existed. But when you set it in the context of today's housing crisis and the scarcity of rental accommodation that's out there, it's been elevated to, to a whole new level. And and what you have as a result are people who feel that they've just been left with little choice but to consider all options to keep a roof over their heads. And unfortunately, increasingly among those choices is the sex-for-rent scenario. And what, as you say, what you'll have seen this now, just the very eye-opening, sad and sobering situations that some tenants face.
1: The the two websites that were referenced in in terms of this young lady's search for accommodation, very vulnerable. Um, You could hear clearly by her that her English was quite good, but not perfect. So there was a lot of vulnerability surrounding her search for accommodation and the predators obviously took advantage of this. The The two websites that were mentioned during the program, can you tell me a little bit about them?
2: Yeah, well, you know, for some people, Gareth, those websites may not be that sound that familiar. They're websites like Locanto and Viva Street, for example, but yet they do get significant traffic, and respectively actually they count for the second and third most class of most visited classified sites in Ireland. Now, on those sites you'll get a variety of everything. You can get job vacancies, property for sale, buy and sells, even get personals for escort services. But increasing Increasingly, among all that, you also find room to let ads, which link sexual demands to accommodation needs. Now, some of the ads that you'll find there are vague. They strangely offer rooms at a good price in what, as we know, is a very competitive rental market. And I suppose that speaks to the very hidden nature of this world, too, because many tenants um, don't understand the nature of a landlord's intentions until they engage with them further, or indeed, when they turn up in person to view a property. But there are other ads also and it's largely those that we applied to that um, signpost this. They're very upfront about it. They're very blatant and they don't even try to hide the deal that's on offer.
1: And the impression I got towards the end of the programme last night was when RTE decided to go public and approach the the the, the people who run these two websites, Um The policing of the content on the websites is, let's say, less than desirable, isn't it?
2: Well, we reported each of the ads that we featured in our report to the relevant websites. And initially we did that as a concerned citizen, so we would see what the response would be. Now, if we looked at Locanto's um, case, we had flagged those um, ads through a flag button on their website, but yet they remained active. And it was only when we emailed a second time that one of the ads was removed. But yet when we went to them as RTE, they told us that all the ads had then been removed and that they'd taken action to prevent those advertisers from using the site again. But yet they told us that last year, 21,000 objectionable ads were removed from their website in Ireland alone. Now, we don't know exactly what objectionable means, but in anyone's language, that's a very significant number of ads that have to be taken down. And even as of last night, as recent as last night, we found another ad on, on that website advertising a sex for rent arrangement. And if we looked at Viva Street, um, that's also the website where you may have seen the couple who were looking for a Ukrainian lady in the programme mm-hmm. last night. Um, where They did remove the ad when we reported it, um, but the couple remained active on the website and they continued to advertise. And when we put that to Viva Street, uh, they said that in that case, it was. It regrets that due to human error, that particular account was missed, and it confirmed that that couple have now been banned. And they say that they're reviewing the processes they have in place in Ireland.
1: The, this, the, the whole thing is it's 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 completely darkly shadowed. Because my impression, watching that couple last night, the first thing I thought of was, first of all, the individual that the man involved certainly was the dominant character of the two. Uh, but they might not even have been married. You know, they might have had alternative plans for this young woman if she had moved into their house.
2: Well I suppose that is a factor that you never really know um, you know who you're interacting with and, and what their true backstory is um, but I suppose this all roots itself Gareth in legislation and the fact that because this is not illegal as you'd have heard Kieran McGrath say in the programme last night that essentially gives people like that a green light because they think that while it's not illegal that they can somehow justify it to themselves in their head and while it is against the law here to purchase sex. It's not, yet ha- it's not yet been legislated for here to have the exchange of sex for benefits like accommodation. Now there were attempts last year to introduce a ban on sex for rent bill um, that was introduced by the Social Democrats to D. O'Callaghan but it failed at committee stage and really little else has happened on that since. Um, I mean, Minister McEntee said she was committed to considering legislative proposals to address the issue as part of a review into part four of the criminal Justice Act. But just this week ahead of our, our, our broadcast, it emerged that despite a, an independent consultant being appointed to conduct that work three years ago, um, it's now emerged that it's no longer possible for that person to complete the study. And so the department must re-advertise that role for a second time, meaning, Gareth, that legislation to tackle the behaviour that we saw last night is still a long, long way off. <laughs>
1: A number of listeners were quite concerned for the young undercover researcher involved last night. We we were shown the the disguising procedure with heavily made up um, heavy makeup, and obviously then you know the final touch, which was the 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 wig. Um, Was she at any stage in any danger?
2: Well, there were very um, strict protocols around, um, uh, you know, how we could carry out the procedure. And at all times, uh, she was surrounded by a team of us, as produ- you know, the production team. But we also had members of security uh, there with her. And I mean, to that regard, it's it's worth noting that in each of the cases that we saw last night, they all tried to get her to go to their car before they met her in a public place. Um, and, and that only speaks true to what if that was a real scenario? Um, and you didn't have that full production team and that's, and those security um, members around you. You can only just imagine how vulnerable, how insecure and potentially at danger you would be.
1: Eva, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of what is a very busy schedule and talking to us this morning and uh, have, a, have a good weekend and best wishes to all of the RT Investigates team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, as I mentioned, the programme is there uh, on the RTE player. You can watch it 24 hours a day. Uh, it's a free service, by the way. You don't need a television license. You can look at it on your laptop or your smartphone if you want to download it. Uh, you can look at pretty much all of RTE's content, RTE 1 and 2, but particularly the RTE Investigates program last night. That was Eva Hegarty, Uh, will report here on the program. Some of your comments. I watched Primetime last night and I just couldn't believe how they can brazenly advertise for women to have sex instead of paying rent. Those men's faces should have been shown I found it very upsetting, says Maria in y'all. Michael says, Gareth, I watched the show last night. Let me begin by stating I would not agree, encourage or support this behaviour from any landlord. However, I will also state I was not shocked, surprised or disturbed by the show. Perhaps I have lived abroad in too many countries to be shocked by anything I witness here. But in my opinion, the landlords were offering an agreement or form of uh, of contract, which the proposed tenant was free to accept or reject. At least the tenant was not misled, as often happens. When a tenant takes up occupancy, then the landlord begins to act in a creepy manner. This is just my view. I don't recall any offer of a, a contract. There was definitely a verbal agreement, but that means nothing in this situation uh, because clearly the law. While, while, you you know, I I mean, there there are laws governing safety of individuals, Uh, there doesn't seem to be appear to be any express law here. Uh, And I don't think there will be for for a very, very long time to come. But thank you for that. Um, Another caller says, uh, all vulnerable people are targeted like that. I really don't know how you get to change it, I suppose. Education is a part of the solution. We've been talking uh, since nine o'clock this morning about the undercover program carried out, uh, an undercover sting carried out by RT Investigates, which uh, showed face-to-face interactions between landlords and what they believe is a vulnerable Brazilian student who arrived in Ireland eight months ago. Uh, in in fact, she is actually the undercover researcher on the program and that went out on RTE one last night, just after the news at nine o'clock. It's available on the RTE player. Uh, there's been a, a massive reaction to it on the phones here this morning, uh, like I would imagine there has been all over the country. It was absolutely shocking. Not new, unfortunately. Uh, it's It's been going on for a very, very long time. In fact, back in January 2020, three and a half years ago, Justina contacted us to say she had been propositioned while looking for a place to live and she felt it was important to talk, saying she felt it was such a pity that others had been in such fear of actually coming forward and talking about their own awful experiences. She spoke with Deirdre O'Shocknessy at the time and got a lot of praise for speaking out.
3: Justina, you came across an ad like this.
6: yes when I was looking for apartment, uh, house, share or just a room, so I found that uh, at um, there was no address, just that it's around Glenmire, Upper Glenmire. So I text the person and uh, I get the text back like, yes, this is um, still available, it's Available to keep it when I ask for a price that person send me text message. Yes This is 500 euro per month But if you want to save uh, money, uh, we also have sex Wow Okay, yes. and what was your reaction to that? Actually, I'm stopped chatting um, I'm always trying to keep away from those kind of people. It's a little bit dangerous so I was just happy with that. I was not using my own phone, just a spare uh, phone number from Tesco, what I'm always using just for ads or for some kind of information because I don't want to, you know, some weird people will text me or ring me, you'd never know who mm-hmm. is on the other side. So I'm stopped texting, that person was stop texting me back, so I was just really surprised and well, yeah.
3: Yeah, so did they reply to you at all
6: on that number anymore? Was there any follow-up contact? No, that ad was hanging maybe a few more days and that's it. Only a few more days? Yes. So somebody might have signed up for it? Maybe, I don't know, maybe that person just take them out. out. I don't know. God, you'd wonder, wouldn't you? I mean, is this the first time you've ever come across anything like this? Yes, yes. Like, in that time I was looking really, absolutely everywhere. And uh, on on Facebook, uh, there is a lot of groups. I know people looking just for the money and lots of information was like, just for all, you need to pay a thousand euro with uh, all bills and everything so just for room 1000 it means someone just want to make money people just want to take a money before viewing mm-hmm. and they run away so i was very careful in that i'm actually stopped looking in facebook just on the daft and then i was really surprised after that ad where someone offered just a sex to save the money <laughs>
3: yeah, you wonder there, there must be people out there who are desperate enough to go for it.
6: Yeah, I was really desperate because, um, in that time I have a poor job. Unfortunately, I was not qualified for viewing. Wow, uh, with the answer, like uh, you will be not able to pay the rent and bills. Uh, my plan was just to rent a um, house, whatever, and then share with someone, mm. my friends, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did you find somewhere in the end? Yes. 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 My, I'm just renting right now with my friend. And
3: yeah. But it is very difficult out there. Like you're obviously, you're not from Ireland originally. No. And I think it probably is much harder when you're not from here because you don't hear, oh, somebody has a house that they don't use or somebody inherited a house from their granny and they're renting it out. You yes. don't hear all those informal kind of networks that people have.
6: Yeah, like one of my Irish friends they was have a similar problem to rent something and they come back to par- live to parents. Mm. And I was thinking ready to buy a camper van. Yeah. And looking for something. Yeah. And they're not cheap either. They're
3: they're not a, they're not the ch- cheapest option that you might think they were.
6: <laughs> yeah. I'm good money saver. Mm. So I was not afraid about the money to pay any rents. The problem was it's to plant something. And yeah. Wow. And like,
3: is there any circumstance where someone could have said to you, oh, you can save money on the rent uh, by having sex and you would find that acceptable? I mean, I don't think I know anybody who would be up for that.
6: (laughs) The funniest thing, all my colleagues was laughing, why the woman landlord not offered them something like this?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think that goes both ways, usually does it? Um, So it's the first time you've ever come across it, it's never happened to you before or since? Yeah, I don't think it's very common, but it seems to be growing.
6: I think so because uh I remember when I came here um for the first time so nearly thirteen years ago. Of course I was living in small town in Clamel. I was lived there seven years, seven years in one apartment. Six years ago I moved to Cork. Since that time I was moving five times hmm. with different reason. And seriously year after year it's going worse and worse. Hmm. Like I'm happy I have in my apartment right now and um, I hope I will stay there how long it's possible but I know a lot of even my friends have a huge problem Mm. and the worst is with single mother. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Have any of your friends decided to leave Ireland because of it?
6: Uh, Yes. Yeah. My friends, they live because they have big family with three children and uh, Right now, something to rent when you have a pet, children. Mm. It's not really not easy. Maybe in the countryside, but not around the cork, not in the cork.
3: Yeah, it's it very difficult. That yeah. So it, it, for the moment, you're happy enough. You have somewhere. You're renting with your friend, and everything is fine. And uh, do you think you'll see yourself
6: there long term? Well, I have a big plan to uh, get the mortgage. one, <laughs> So. <laughs> Fingers hope crossed. My, hope my next accommodation will be my own house. So, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, Justina, thanks a million for sharing that with us.
1: That's Justina, one of the lucky women. Speaking there with Deirdre O'Shaughnessy, that's from three and a half years ago, January 2020. Sure, so while looking for a place to live, she felt it was important to talk about the sexual exploitation that exists behind some of these offers of accommodation, sex for rent. And as I say, the uh, RT Investigates programme is available. If you haven't seen it, it's on uh, the RTE player and I highly recommend it. If you'd like to comment, give us a shout. Our number is 0833969696, or you can email us uh, opinion at 96fm.ie
5: Corks96FM
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?